Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. What a way to kick off this year's NFL postseason. You had four games wildcard weekend. You had all sorts of drama. You had all sorts of juicy storylines. And I can tell you, folks, I have been dying to get back in here to do a show. And this really started Saturday night watching the two games. I know I came in, I did our half-hour abbreviated morning line program, but I had 2 a.m. circled on the calendar to break down all the ins and all the outs of Wild Card Weekend. Two games go to overtime, three thrilling finishes, and in the final game, even with the injury to Carson Wentz, you still got a pretty competitive matchup between the Seattle Seahawks and the Philadelphia Eagles. Let's start with the action today. And then we'll go backwards and hit on what we saw on Saturday. You got, without a doubt, the most stunning outcome you could have had in any of these games. And if I would have asked you on Friday, what team would shock you the most as far as a loss? It wouldn't have been the New England Patriots. It would have been the New Orleans Saints. I did not, in a million years, anticipate that a 13-3 and New Orleans team would lose outright to Kirk Cousins and the Minnesota Vikings. That is where you have to sit and give Zimmer, Cousins, that Viking team, all the credit in the world. This was not a fluky win. Minnesota was better on Sunday. And you could tell early in this game, That Minnesota, they were ready to rock. The return of Dalvin Cook made an enormous, an enormous difference with the Vikings being able to run the football. And we always look at games from a superstar perspective, talking about a quarterback or a running back, but sometimes the trenches really do tell a story. Minnesota was so much better in New Orleans at the point of attack on the offensive line and the defensive line. Daniel Hunter in the big game he had. Everson Griffin getting in the face of Drew Brees. Quarter and a half into this game, even though New Orleans was leading, you kind of got the sense Minnesota was not going to go away. Then you had the sequence at the end of the first half. Brutal from a New Orleans standpoint. Brees not taking it to the two-minute warning. Throwing up a pick in the double coverage. Then seeing the Vikings go right down the field and score a touchdown. It's like the scene in Rocky Four where all of a sudden Drago is cut. It's like he's cut. We got ourselves a fight, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. They're not a machine. They're a bunch of men. Then you watch what happened when New Orleans gets, I think, a gift of all gifts. Terrible coverage on a kick return. Getting it beyond midfield. And you're saying, wow, even though Minnesota had this super impressive drive, New Orleans is going to kick a field goal. 
New Orleans is going to be tied going into the locker room. They're at home. They get the rock in the second half. They're going to win the game. Will Lutz, one of the more reliable kickers in the NFL, misses a chip shot field goal. So Minnesota takes that momentum. They go into the locker room with a lead. Then they build upon it. Cousins is feeling his oats. He's making big throws. Cook is running the football efficiently and effectively. They build the 10-point lead. But you knew you were going to hear from the New Orleans Saints. And the Saints are actively using Taysom Hill to perfection. Gets them back into the ballgame. Taysom Hill making plays with his legs, making plays with his arm, catching the ball, doing it all. Now, by the way, for a guy who is going to be a free agent at the end of the year, I think he is going to be rather intriguing when you think about the direction the NFL is headed in. But Taysom Hill looks like he's going to bring the New Orleans Saints back. Breeze fumbles. Then you get to the sequence inside the final three minutes. And the final three minutes of this game, not exactly what you would call a coaching clinic by Sean Payton. And look, I don't pretend to be an NFL head coach. I know many of you don't pretend, I would hope, to be NFL head coaches. But it amazes me how so many of these guys, despite their football acumen, continue to screw this stuff up. The Saints could not have handled the clock any worse over the final two minutes and 40 seconds of this game. They get the third down sack after the fumble. They get the ball back. But they get that sack with about 2.40 to play. They don't call timeout. They burn 40 seconds. Minnesota punts the football Gives it to New Orleans. Then you see the two-minute warning expire. So you lose that on the free timeout, basically. And you save your own timeout. And you lose 40 seconds. It hurt New Orleans dramatically on their final possession of the game. As they move it into field goal range. But on the penalty by Alvin Kamara, they elect for the 10-second runoff. They don't use their timeout. They send Will Lutz on the field. So basically, New Orleans, instead of using that timeout like they should have with 2.40 to play, giving Breeze and company more time to go to work, they save it. And to make matters worse, they save it and they pocket the timeout. And they don't use the timeout before Lutz hits a field goal to send the game into overtime. That is in excusable time management. That is why when we get to the overtime session, and I know a good majority of folks are going to want to call about maybe the pass interference offensively, that wasn't. Maybe if that call is ruled pass interference on a field with the push off of Kyle Rudolph, maybe that call stands. They call that touchdown on a field. There is no way in the world it's going to get overturned. That is not the reason New Orleans Saints lost this game. I do not want to hear about New Orleans bellyaching about the officials this time around. Last year, I had their back. Last year, I supported them. They were the better team, I felt, against the Rams. This year, I can't say that. They were not the better team in this game. They were not better coached. They did not execute well enough. They did not play well enough in the trenches. And they gave up way too many big plays in overtime. The much maligned Kirk Cousins who I have mocked 
for his inability to play well in big games. It's been rather obvious that Kirk Cousins has been one of those guys that's been under the microscope, and rightfully so. He gets the big contract coming over. He lost a lot of money games for the Washington Redskins. Last year, he came up small for Minnesota. You saw him against Green Bay a few weeks back. Lay an egg. Cousins was terrific. Yes, he was aided dramatically by the way Dalvin Cook was able to run it. But Cousins made big plays. Third down bombs to Adam Thielen. The hookup to Adam Thielen to set up the game-winning touchdown. And then the touchdown fade perfection to Kyle Rudolph in the corner of the end zone. This might be one of those games that you wonder about from Cousins' perspective and from the Vikings' perspective. Did they get that monkey off the back a little bit? Can they now go into San Francisco and play very loosey-goosey with nothing to lose? This was a big boy effort from the Minnesota Vikings. And you look at New Orleans over the last three years. Think about the opportunities they've squandered. They squandered the Minnesota Miracle Year where I thought their team was just as good as any within the NFC. And who knows, maybe they would have been a team that got to and won a Super Bowl. Last year, we know what happened. Losing the NFC title game the way that they did. New Orleans, for a good majority of this game, looked like a team that wasn't ready to play and almost seemed taken aback by the idea that a 13-3 and team had to play wild card weekend. Well, tough luck. Too bad. That's on Sean Payton. Drew Brees looked 40 years old. And now the Saints, with all that talent, are out in the first round. And again, they got a whole lot of soul-searching to do in the offseason. Because a roster that good should not be losing this game at home. It's a terrific win for the Minnesota Vikings. But it is another brutal postseason loss for New Orleans. And this time around, I don't want to hear about the officiating. That is not the reason New Orleans Saints lost this game. Now, we get to the other game that was played between Seattle and Philadelphia. A game in which Seattle survives. They don't play their very best. This was a game in which they struggled mightily with what Philadelphia was able to do. On that defensive line, led by Fletcher Cox, but a 17-9 Seattle victory. And the storyline of this game is not going to be about Russell Wilson and his hookup with DJ Metcalf, who was terrific. The bomb touchdown, the big play to ice the game on third down. The major talking point that I think you are going to pinpoint, and I know from a viewer's perspective and maybe a guy who may have been invested with the Philadelphia Eagles. It flat out sucked to see Carson Wentz get knocked out of the game on what was a dirty and a malicious hit from Jadavion Clowney. Carson Wentz, who did not play in the Super Bowl a couple years ago, did not play in the postseason last year, was getting his chance to play under the bright lights in the big stage for the first time in his career. I wanted to see how he would handle the duel of going up against one of the more clutch quarterbacks in the sport and Russell Wilson. I felt cheated that we didn't get that chance because of the clown hit. How the officials in that game missed a personal foul, that is a total disgrace. 
Now, you want to tell me that the clown hit was not intentional? You want to tell me it's a dirty play, but there wasn't intent? All right, you can sell me on that. But it sure was a dirty play. It sure should have been flagged. And I would hope that somebody within the NFL is going to let David Clowney hear about it. If I'm an Eagle player, if I'm an Eagle head coach, I'm very ticked off. But they lose Carson Wentz early in this game. They have to go to Josh McCown, who, as we know, was backing up for Sam Donald last year. Is a guy that was spending time for ESPN doing broadcasting stuff before they signed him, what, in September? Now, all of a sudden, you put Josh McCown in a spot where he was playing in a playoff game. Considering the circumstances, he held his own. But for a team that was money in the red zone in Philadelphia all year and capitalized on scoring chances, they did none of that against a beat-up Seattle defense. They could not expose the underbelly of Seattle's defense without their quarterback. They moved the ball on Seattle. Their play calling was different in the red zone. Their execution was not there. Like it had been in their four-game winning streak. That's what's going to happen when you take away the quarterback. And I will say this about the Eagles. That team's got a lot of heart. That team's got a lot of fight. With the injuries they had, losing their quarterback, looking at the depleted nature of that roster, up and down to fight with Seattle, to compete with Seattle, and not get their doors blown off, should tell you a thing or two about what Doug Peterson brings to the table as a head coach and what the Eagles have built as far as a winning culture is concerned. For the playoff standpoint, probably better we have Seattle. Lose it out on New Orleans, lose it out on New England, which we will get to. It hurts some of the, dare I say, sex appeal of next weekend's games. But I think the stunner from Sunday, what we saw from the New Orleans Saints going down, losing outright, and maybe a narrative starting to shift when it comes to Kirk Cousins. The Viking defense, holding the Saints in check, deserves a lot of credit. Dalvin Cook coming back. We know what a game changer he can be. But you need a quarterback to make money throws. In overtime. For all the marbles. A quarterback who has a reputation for being a choker. Came through and he came through in a big way. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal. So why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. 